Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are here to round up some Rangers news and pass our opinions on the major talking points over the last week. If you're watching us on YouTube, do not adjust your screens. It is me. I've just decided that I'm having a bit of a, a beard life crisis and decided to shave my, my beard off. Uh, so yeah, I feel you back baby face today, but I am your host Scott Carney and it's a full house today. Uh, first off, Alec Pearson, how's it going mate? <coughs> Not too bad. Like I say, every Wednesday, that's halfway towards the weekend, so we've got Rangers <laughs> back on Saturday, so aye, it's the downward slope to, to Saturday now, which is good. Yep. Jamie Lowe, how's it going, mate? I'm very well, mate, thank you. How are you? Yeah, it's good, mate, apart from feeling a wee bit cold, because I've got no no longer got a jacket for my face. Uh, and Scott, how's it going, mate? Good evening, guys. How's everyone? Yeah, it's all good, mate. So, yeah, there's obviously quite a bit to get into. Um, today, there's uh, quite major news that's came out regarding um, the, the fans getting into stadiums, etc. But we will get into that. Uh, first of all, we're just going to start off with the Barsford Bears and Nightingale FC. Uh, Jamie and I went along to the Barsford Bears charity match on Saturday there. Um, we, as I say, we were very kindly invited along to, to cover the game. Uh, we would like to thank them um, for having us along to cover it. Uh, we had a chance to speak to ex-Rangers Andy Little, Alex Ray, Charlie Miller, John McDonald, Marvin Andrews. Uh, the full video today uh, with brief interviews of each players on the YouTube channel, so go and check that out. Uh, we had a really great day. Uh, it was a, a, re- a real pleasure to get to speak to some of the, the Rangers players and get their insights on the the upcoming season for Rangers. Um, we hope to cover their next match as well, but it's well worth the money to, to go down to it. Uh, it was a really good day. All the players were very approachable, hung about for a good while after the game had finished as well. We get signatures and pictures and uh, with the kids and even with the with the big kids, that, that me and Jamie. But uh, Jamie, obviously you were there. It was a it was a grand wee afternoon on Saturday. Yeah, really, really fun day. Like you say, uh, great to meet <clears throat> some of the ex-players. All really down to earth. We obviously um, you, you put together a really good video, um, which, as you say, is on, on YouTube now. But um, even just off 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 of those kind of formal camera um, or videoed um, conversations, just speaking to them, as 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 we say, really down to earth. Um, lots of time for for everybody coming up and, and taking pictures and um, having a conversation with them. So. Really, really good day. I know they went uh, out for a, a drink afterwards as well, um, which which you and I never never made because we ended up getting soaked uh, after mm. afterwards. But good good to meet uh, Crawford as well that sings the every every Saturday we follow song, uh, which is one of my favourites at the moment. Um, so good good to hear him singing that at half time. 
Um, aye, Re- really good day. Ho- hopefully, lots of money was raised for for charity. Yeah, Crawford was a Crawford's a stand up guy. To be honest, uh, really, really nice guy, dead genuine. Um, and he looks like he's going to be involved as well with, with the future ones coming up. And it was just a really nice way to spend a Saturday afternoon. To be honest, to say it's not often you get to have these conversations. And I think you and Andy Little are now best pals, Jamie. To be honest, the kind of conversations you've well very, having, very so. good, very very good friends. <laughs> I I don't know if if I had the choice, I might have went on the Waverley that day. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Ali? Do you think it was better on the Waverley or better spending it talking to X Rangers players? What do you think? Fair the Waverley was a cracking day. Me and Scotia <laughs> <coughs> me and Scotia after the Waverley, it, it came back in just after seven. We uh we actually went to the after party at three cheers. So the guy at the door was asking me, obviously said we were off of Club at twenty two, so we got a VIP right in. And um, Did you actually Yeah. They went, ah, you're that good looking one off the podcast, aren't you? So I let us in. And, no, that's uh, Jamie. That's Jamie. Yeah. So um no, we went in and to be fair, all the all the ex-players were there. They were doing a kind of like a slight after dinner speech type thing, if you wanted if you want to say on the stage. We met a few of the players. I was I was talking to Jamie's pal Andy Little as well. So I was mm-hmm. I was talking to him. Talked to Brian Matthews as well, who was obviously playing. He, he looks after <clears throat> Oswalds as well. So, yeah, I was talking to all the guys there. Uh, me and Scotia were probably a wee bit worse for wear at that point, to be honest. So, <laughs> but it was. Uh, but no, looking at your <laughs> video, it was. It, it was. Uh, it looked. It looked a great day, and and to meet all the ex-players and stuff. And uh, I looked fantastic. We would have been down, I think. Um, I, I kind of thought about going down once, but I thought I'd get back and edit the video best that I could, and then. The system that I was using to edit the video crashed. I ended up editing the video to about, I don't know, I think it ended up about half ten by the time I'd actually got it up on, on YouTube. So I decided against it at that point. Uh, but Scott, um, I don't know if there's any point. Do you remember talking to anybody when you were at Three Cheers? I, I, I No, I, um, I went in actually went up to Andy Little and said, where are you used to? Are the guys that were doing the, the pod stuff <laughs> not the other day? And he was like, no, I've not seen them. Um, I spoke to Marvin Andrews. Um, it was good to um, Ali's right. We um, we had pints in our hands. Not two minutes after the Waverley turned around to go go down the Clyde, so that was from about eleven in the morning. So yes, we were um, two sheets to the wind, pretty much. Um, it looked a really good day um, that you guys had. Um, but I like to have done it. But the Waverley was good as well. We actually, we say story. We bumped into. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but there was a on the view from this terrace TV show, BBC One. There was a guy that was talking about Clyde Bank Football Club and all about their history. We actually bumped into him, him and them, had a good conversation with him speaking to him that day. It's interesting to hear his side of things because they obviously had it worse than us in terms of going completely bust and now trying to get their way back up the league. So it was quite interesting speaking to him. So that was a wee positive out of it as well. Yeah, I suppose, mate. Um, I know what I would rather spend my Saturday. That's all, I, all I'm going to say, to be honest. Uh, but as I say, hopefully, um, it's the kind of first of many that we can do uh, and we can get along to the next one. Obviously, it was our first time kind of covering a day like that, so we'll get better at it as well. And uh, I think Susie from Barsford Bears is pretty chuffed with what we managed to do. So we just need to keep our fingers crossed for the next one. But I would recommend anyone, um, if you get a chance, just to go down and see a raising money for charity. And plus, it's, uh, you get a chance to meet a few ex-pros and they were all genuinely uh, absolutely stand up guys so thank you to for bars for bears once more you go check out their facebook as well and you'll be able to see when their next one's coming up so we'll move on to uh, more dedicated rangers news if you like gentlemen uh, following on from another episode of science with sturgeon on tuesday afternoon uh, where she confirmed level one means twelve and a half thousand people in hamden and level zero means two thousand in ibrooks i'm just going to pause here for a wee bit of dramatic effect uh, clubs can appeal to have more fans in stadiums, but as it stands, the blanket is no matter the size of your stadium. The limit is 2,000, which means 2,000 capacity stadiums can be sold out, but 2,000 need to be socially distanced in a 50,000-seater stadium. Again, I'm going to pause for a dramatic effect there. Um, Rangers have obviously come out and confirmed that 2,000 will be allowed in to Ibrooks for the upcoming match against Arsenal. An article on the club website said, following lengthy discussions with the Scottish Government and local authorities, Rangers have granted permission to host 2,000 supporters at Saturday's friendly match with 
Arsenal season ticket holders who have access to all games at Ibrooks will be given priority with the balance being balanced among season ticket holders who are MyDears members and have enrolled in the home friendly scheme. Those who are successful in the ballot will receive an email outlining arrangements for Saturday's match. Rangers are disappointed at the small number of supporters being granted access given the precedent which was set at the Euro 2020 matches at Hampden Park as well as other sporting events in Scotland and the time it has taken to have the number of supporters confirmed by the Scottish Government. Discussions between the club and the relevant authorities continue for the Brighton and Real Madrid games on the 24th and 25th of July and we'll update supporters on ticketing plans for those games in due course. I'm going to open this one up to the corner, lads, uh, as I'll have my say probably towards the end because it's not very positive as shock, shock, horror, horror, you would you, you would, uh, you'd be shocked to hear. Um, but who wants to have a stab at it first, Ali? Do you want to go first at this absolute yeah, car go. crash? <laughs> And uh, I mean, the shocking thing is, I'm I'm not surprised by it. And I know they they go on about the science and all this, and the science. This isn't science. It's they're on about a blanket two thousand fans. So two thousand fans could go to a League One ground, for instance, that holds I don't know three thousand fan um, capacity or something, but. Only 2,000 can go at Ibrox and 50,000. See if they come out and went, look, it's going to be 20% of your capacity. I, I could I could understand that. So you go, fair enough, 20% of a bigger stadium, you get more people in. That sounds a lot better than oh, just 2,000 people. And like you say, we've, Scotia was at um, Hamden, oh, well, I don't know, a month ago now probably, 12,500 people. Um We've just watched the Euros, Wembley, 60,000 people, no social distancing. And it's it's a joke, man. It is a joke. And I know Celtic are applying because they play Michelin next weekend in the Champions League qualifier to get, I think it's sixteen or 18,000 fans in the stadium. So if they get the green light for that, then I hope Rangers are right on to them for, we've got two big friendlies coming up next weekend. And it's not fair to fans again. You got Arsenal coming to town, and we've sat, we've watched the football, we've all been patient, and it's say two two thousand fans can go. I mean, that's that, that's less than five percent of Ibrox of the capacity, which is absolutely nothing, man. And it's 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 not fair. We, we we've paid a lot of money, and like I say, we've been we've all been patient. And I mean, we'll probably have discussion on terms of how Rangers have, have have laid the guidelines out, whether we think that's fair or not. But in terms of the Scottish government. Everyone in Scotland, Rangers and Celtic especially, should join forces and, and take this to town because it's not fair. 2,000 fans, and there was, what, 16,000, 18,000 at Murrayfield for a rugby game as well, not a long ago. Was the science? There isn't science. They just make up as they go along. And it's the, the shocking thing is I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And, yeah, I, I just think it's Nicola Sturgeon and their government just... Where they get these rules from is beyond me. Because apparently Jason Leach says, as of the ninth, when you want your freedom day, um, <laughs> we can have full capacities. And that's not that far around the corner. So I don't know what the other guys' thoughts are on it, but I'm not shocked whatsoever, which is a sad thing about it. Scott? It is pretty atrocious. That should be a percentage of the capacity of your stadium. I mean, every, pretty much every single club in the the Premier League in Scotland, obviously they don't get them anyway, but they could hold more than 2,000 people easily and still maintain social distance rules. So for the likes of us, it's disgraceful. I mean, that's three or four blocks of like, the Broomland front that like, gets 2,000 people in it. So you could have that in every single part of the stadium and it would still be fine. Ali's right, I was at Hamden, it was what 25% capacity or 25% of the capacity so that was about twelve and a half thousand, and even then, I felt that there could be more people in there maintaining social distancing fairly easily. And there wasn't any. Certainly, when I went, there was no big issues without bunching up trying to get into the stadium. Uh, it's an absolute nightmare, um, I think, and they've made a complete arse of it. Because um, for the Arsenal game on Saturday, the, the guidelines from the government at the minute are that that should only be five hundred pound, eh, five hundred pounds, five hundred people capacity. So Rangers have obviously applied to get that and we're only getting 2,000, so that's four times more. I would shudder to think that we don't get more than four times more than 2,000 for 
like the league opening day, the Real Madrid game, you know, you'd like to think it's up at about 20,000 at least. I know they can apply, but it needs to go through the local authority it needs to approve it. And the track record that we've got with Glasgow City Council at the minute wouldn't surprise me if they turned around and said, no, you're not having it. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, they seem to be, it's just punishing football fans. It's all right for the Euros. People that maybe, obviously I go to all the games regardless, but there'll be a lot of people that were just using the Euro game. So it's an event to go to. And, you know, not what you would maybe classify as someone that wants to go to the games all the time. I'm not including just myself. Obviously, there's people that might not be able to afford doing that, but it's it just feels like we're getting punished for being football fans, and that's across the board in Scotland. Yeah, I'm 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 with you in the terms of what you're thinking about the punishment being on football fans, and a certain degree it is. My biggest thing about it is it's it's money. It's all money. She was quite happy to accept the money off UEFA for the having Euros in Glasgow. She was quite happy to accept that. Obviously, these. Rangers and Celtic include Celtic in this massive institution of clubs that can generate a lot of money for um, for the city of Glasgow and yeah and to come out with this I I say it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to fathom the, the, any sort of reason that, that's behind it it makes absolutely zero sense to me hey, Jamie before I carry on in my rant mate what's your thoughts on this. It just, it, I think it feels quite lazy. Um, it feels like a a blanket approach where we've got this figure. I, I know I know we're saying about percentages, but I think I think if there was some time invested, if there was a, a tailored approach, so um, I suppose you were mentioning there a certain stand, but, but stadiums like Ibrox, like Celtic Park, like Murrayfield, will have sections that if if you're working together, you could. You could have a plan on how you, whether it's staggering the times like you did Scotia when you went into Hamden, although you you ended up not doing that, um, or it was you know trying to split out fans because that, that the idea and Ali you touched on it the idea of having two thousand fans at smaller grounds versus two thousand fans at the you know the, the capacity we've got at Ibrox it just it just doesn't make sense and you're right Scott it's it's, it's money that. Us as fans, we're frustrated because we're desperate to get in the ground and see our team. The club are desperate for the money as well. Granted, but you know we'll still have the the RTV package and people will be able to, to pay for the game and the, the club will get money that way. But let's be honest, it's it's not going to be a patch on on the revenue we'd have made from from having a game day. Um, so it's yeah, just just really really bitterly disappointing. Yeah, but it's even this, the the things surrounding the football as well, mate. Things like buses, public transport, like the, the underground pubs that have not had a lot of people in them. Um, no disrespect to some of the pubs down Paisley Road, but they're only really very busy when it's game day. The rest of the time, they're not really that busy yeah. pubs. We all know that. We've all drank down Paisley Road West, and it's a shame for these pubs. Uh, and they say now it's just, uh, yeah, just 2,000, just because they can't be bothered even putting any sort of plan together that how they could how they could sort this out. It, it's a it's a joke. Uh, before we get into the, the way Rangers have allocated the, the tickets, um just my my my, my toppings worth if you like is I think the SFA need to hang their head in shame here as well because they've blatantly not been working with the government. Um, there's obviously no dialogue between the government and the SFA and what they plan to do once the restrictions are are relaxed. I think it's um it's just it just reeks of money. It just reeks of we want the world where the money is. You're not that important because you don't bring our government that much money in, uh, and it's sad that it's came to that. Uh, it just none of it makes any sense. Nothing that I've read, and I've read a lot of stuff, and I've read people, even people that are right, like, okay, we can understand why it's a blanket approach, etc. But they've not really give a reason to why they they understand it. It's just yeah, well, yeah, we just need to accept it. I, I just. I don't agree with it. I think it's it's so wrong. I mean, I must. I, I guess guessing here, you must be able to get about twenty thousand in Ibrooks, I would imagine, and still have at least what three seats between everybody. Maybe um, it must be something around that. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I've not actually sat and tried to figure it out. But there must be a way to do it. There has to be because Ibrooks is too big. I mean, how many entrances and exits there is? There's, it's quite easy to say, go in this way, go out that way. It's not a difficult thing for them to get in place. So, yeah, I just think it reeks of um, we really don't care uh, and this is where it's going to be and you're just going to have to put up with it. But, yeah, there's actually a petition that's been released um, 
to to sign it, and it's to allow more than two thousand people into uh, football stadiums in Scotland. Uh, I was on our Facebook and that, but I'll actually I'll actually include it in the description for this pod. Get it signed. As many people we can get this signed and get get it sent to the government because we can't just be constantly pushed aside like this see we've all invested good money into our club yes I know that's got nothing to do with the government but we are putting money into our club to go and watch football games and we all know that by the time that comes around to flag day that iBooks is going to be nowhere near capacity because they won't allow it they're just going to decide no it's not happening uh, so yeah I'm, I'm a wee bit pissed off by this as you could probably tell uh, I just think it's a, an absolute joke and putting it all down to science is just the biggest pile of bollocks I've, I've, I've really ever seen so in terms of fans at back Blackpool literally you can literally travel to Blackpool I was about to say you should want to just all pack our bags and go to Blackpool <laughs> and we got a ticket down there because you can do that but you can't date in Scotland it's just it's just madness honestly just none of it makes any sort of sense and uh, yeah the sooner this is all over with the better man because I'm fucking sick of this I'm sick of talking about it and I'm sick of every time you think there's a wee bit of positive they just strip it away from you and now 2,000 people grant Ibrooks I mean it's almost impossible to get yourself a ticket for that it really is impossible no matter how many boxes you've ticked on the website yeah it's going to be so tough to try and get a ticket for that it really really is uh, so in terms of the way that Rangers have allocated the, the tickets um, Ali I'll come to you first it was never going to please everyone this no, <laughs> this happens all the time. It happens with the CCs when we're in the, the, the semi-finals, the finals, the Scottish Cups, League Cups. It's, um, I mean, I mean, they, they say you need to have a season ticket, you need to be a MyJers member, and you need to have ticked the friendly box. Basically, that's, that's the three. That's the three things. There's a lot of guys not happy because they're season ticket holders. They've probably been season ticket holders for God knows how many years. And they've probably ticked the friendly box, but they're not a MyJers member. So they should be saying, well, why should MyJers members? Again, it's <laughs> you can't keep everyone happy. How they're going, I mean, they're going to obviously ballot it, apparently. But I mean, I don't know when they were doing the ballot. I've not seen when they're doing the ballot. I know I, I never tick the, the friendly box. And the reason I don't tick the friendly box is because... <laughs> We sit. Oh, I sit, I sit in a club deck, and for friendlies on a, a normal world before, the the club deck was always closed, and they always allocated you a seat randomly in the ground somewhere. I always preferred to pick my seat in the friendlies. I could sit in the the govan rear or some sort of decent seat to be fair. So that's why I never clicked it. And this season, I, I honestly forgot to click it. I clicked all the other buttons bar that, and Scotia was on this morning. He changed his, and I, I changed mine. You changed yours. I so changed I think mine, we, yeah. We've all we've all done it. Whether that gets us anywhere for the Arsenal game, probably not. And then you've got the two friendlies coming up next weekend too. So I, I really don't know what Rangers do. I mean, I, I floated a question to you is in in terms of what happens if we've got the friendly, the Arsenal game, we've got the Brighton, and we've got the the Real Madrid game. So what happens if all these guys that have ticked the friendly box, including us, get a ticket for one of these games? What happens in the league when we unfurl the flag against Livingston and say we've got, a, I don't know, 12,000 fans then? Does that mean we are taken out of that ballot, if you want to call it, for that game? Because if that was the case, then I I want to be that flag. I, I wouldn't want to go at the friendly, as much as I want to go at the friendly. So I don't know what they'll do in terms of that. But I, anything Rangers do, it's, it's going to upset some someone, to be honest. The, the yeah, way think, they've done the way they've done it is fairly fair to be honest, but it will upset people that aren't a MyJers member. But I think that's the thing. I, I think when it comes to the the when you get back to the season, um, anyway, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think your MyJers should be relevant in my personal opinion because there is guys that have been going to Ibrooks for fifty years, sixty, how many years they've been going for? They've got no interest in signing up for MyJers. Some of them are probably not technically astute enough, and I'm not being disrespectful there, but they don't want to go through sitting on a website and trying to sign up for MyJers. So you can't then turn your back on these guys. These are the guys are the, the, the part of your foundations or your club. And uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be very interesting once we get back to the seasons. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you, mate. I think 
I don't know how to put this. I think Rangers asking for all three, the kind of three things, tick the box, you're a Majors member, you're a season tick holder. I know not everybody can afford to be beyond the CCS. Not everybody can, can 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 commit to doing that because of, of money stipulations somewhere else. Again, it's just back to you're not going to be able to please everybody, though. So, there's there's so many th- even just coming back to the, the whole money thing like there's obviously a lot of, the reason I never originally selected it was just just through uncertainty uncertainty of you know having paid for a season ticket last year obviously not getting into the ground so I'll, I'll be honest I never ticked it because I didn't think there was any chance of us getting in and then obviously we were speaking this morning about let's scramble and, and go on and see if that improves our chances of getting tickets over the over the coming weeks. You're right. Um, it's it's been you know a massive financial outlay for people um, buying their, their season tickets over the last two seasons with um, getting into no games whatsoever last year and then massive uncertainty this year. So um, that as well as the the my years we spoke about you know last year, what exactly was it that we got for that? Um, so it will be interesting to see how it works this year, as in those that have have made that commitment. Um, so obviously a big year for the club. So what, what is it we're actually going to get from it? I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is to that yet. Yeah, I, I go along with that. I mentioned that to you earlier on as well. That I understand the thought behind my gels and what they're trying to do with it. But right now I've seen very little benefit out of it for myself, apart from a pack that they sent me and a discount in a restaurant. That's been pretty much all the benefits that I've managed to get out of my gels. Um Scott, what's your your thoughts on the way Rangers have handled the ticket allocation? To be honest, for the friendlies, I'm not that bothered about. I'm in total agreement with you when it comes to the league games. If my jersey is used at all for it, I think that's pretty much out of order. So you could have, you know, a mum, a dad, two two kids paying for a season ticket, but then having to each pay for my jersey memberships individually as well. Um, I, I don't think that should happen. And I've been hearing people saying that that debt won't happen. But I don't know. For the friendlies, I'm not overly fussed, if I'm honest. But I'm in total agreement with you for the for the league games that should really only be based on you know your season ticket. And then just maybe if it's going to be, I mean, hopefully, Jason Leach is saying full houses after the 9th of August. Don't expect that to happen. But if it goes then through a ballot sort of system and your season ticket, and if you get one game, then you're exempt until they've got round everyone for the next game kind of thing. We'll just need to wait and see. Still waiting for the Majors pack from this season. This season's yeah. membership. We're not meant to get a wee cut out of Ibrox or something. Yeah. Still waiting for that to arrive. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I, yeah, just as long as it's not done for league games, then I'm okay with them doing it for friendlies. Yeah, I, I think Rangers need to not tread carefully, but just think about this and don't isolate people. Don't isolate people that have been going to Rangers for a long, long time. And again, it is really difficult because tickets are hard to come by at the best of times when everything's normal and we're going to Ibrox. It's hard to get yourself a ticket. People without season tickets will tell you that. I mean, I, I get people messaging me asking if I can get them a ticket. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I, I, I don't, don't know of any going or whatever. Um, as I say, there won't be full houses after the 9th of August and then obviously the big talking point is going to be the old firm. Um, I buy my season ticket so I'm guaranteed an old firm ticket. That is pretty much why I do it and I think a lot of us are the same. I think probably all, all four of us are the same that, that guarantees your seat for the old firm games um, and obviously gives you priority in terms of European nights and whatever else. So uh, yeah, as I think it's... It's going to be a difficult one. As I say, it's not the news that we all expected. Um, Ali's probably right, but I doubt anybody was really surprised by the just the pure farce that she decided to come out with. And now we have to sit and wait and hope that everything's reopened. Um, what's that saying? Open the gates, let me rejoin my mates. Um, I think we're absolutely all for that now. Um, just let's get this done with and just get back to Ibrooks. But yeah, good luck to everybody for trying to get a ticket for any game coming up in the next couple of months, honestly. Uh, but we'll move on, gentlemen, on to more football in terms. I was about to say we'll move on to more positive things, but we're about to talk about the Tramier Rovers game. Don't know how many positives you can really take from that. But um, Rangers obviously suffered a loss uh, in the second game of pre-season. Uh, 
However, the scoreline does not really tell the story of the match. I've made you boys watch the match back. None of us actually seen it live the weekend due to different commitments. Uh, well, me and Jamie had commitments. Ali and Scott had a romantic candlelight dinner <laughs> on a ball. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the game, uh, not a great watch, let's be honest. And Rangers should have won that match probably about 3 or 4-1. Um, if we're being honest, but we couldn't score. Uh, the first half 11 was McGregor, Tav, Lundstrom, Simpson, Goldson, Hadji, Defoe, Davis, Middleton, Wright and Roof. The second half 11 was McGregor, Bassey, Edmondson, Itton, Kent, Mayo, Aribo, Kelly, Barker, Jones and Balligan. Um, so we'll just, I mean, we'll try and pick out some positives of the game, Scott, from what you've seen of the match. Any real positives for you? I think the only main one I can really draw from it is it's more minutes in the legs. It's good to see Kelly and Mayo getting run run out. You know, I, I hope they're more integrated into the first team this season. I expect players like Jones probably to be away this transfer window, so it'd be good if Kelly was now in that position. Maybe where like um, Greg Stewart was last season, sort of round about the, the, the first team squad on the bench, getting some getting some game time. So that was a bit of positive. But yeah, it was mainly getting more more minutes in the legs, getting the team sort of gelled together. Uh, good to see Lundstrom starting as well to get him hitting the ground running because we're obviously waiting and a couple of the other boys still to actually join up with the squad. So good to see them. Yeah. Nice wee run out, but not the nice wee result. Not a nice wee result. Um, Ali, your thoughts on the, the game? Uh, well, me to be fair, me and Scotia actually tried to get it when we were on the Waverley of the game. We seen bits and bobs, but the signal wasn't great, so it kept crashing. But like like Scotia says, it's it's yeah, it's it's another game to towards playing Livingston. That that's the way I look at it. I don't read too much into friendlies. I mean, I know last season we went in the friendlies and we, we, I don't think we conceded a goal and we won every game last and we sort of took that into the into the opening league game last season. So, yeah, Jermaine Defoe missed an absolute sit on the first half that I've seen. Um, the only positives I could really bring out of it was Ryan Kent was there because we didn't <laughs> see him for a while. So I was delighted he was there and Lundstrom as well. And Gerard said pretty much the same in terms of Lundstrom that that was a positive him him playing and yeah, yeah that I don't and, think, that and eight other positives that weren't there yeah well mm. I don't think he was overly chuffed with them no. finishing in the final third was not good and he basically said for their goal there was a lot of folk that basically shot the bed in terms of pulling out the challenges which which we which you don't do playing for Rangers doesn't matter if it's a friendly so. It was a disappointing day. I, I, most Rangers fans we expect, or we should, go to Tramier and, and beat them conventionally, friendly or not, doesn't matter. We should be going down there and taking care of a Tramier side. And it was it was disappointing because we are not used to losing games as Rangers fans, especially <laughs> over the over the last year. So to see a, a Tramier Rovers team beat us one nil, I wasn't great. But as Scotia says, it's it's more minutes in the legs, and we'll take that into Arsenal. Um, on Saturday. Yeah, it was a decent strike for the boy, to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, was a good it, was, yeah. it was It was far too easy for him to get the time for that shot. Um, Jamie, um, from what you've seen of the game, obviously we've seen a wee bit of it while we were at the, the bars for Bales, mate, just while the teams were warming up, we've seen a slight bit in the bar, but um, any real positives for you? I think very similar. It's good to see some of the, the first team players uh, back and, and actually onto the pitch. Um I agree. I mean, I don't look too much into into pre-season results. It's just good to get um, minutes into the legs. I know Gerard mentioned um, we just come off of a, a kind of double a double training session, so there was a lot of fatigue um, within within the boys. So I think the main thing is just them getting getting some actual football um, during this period of of getting back up to to fitness again. Um, that's that's the that's the main positive. Gerard, I think, was very he was quite scathing in his interview afterwards. Um, made a couple of interesting points about um, players and their involvement, and there was a couple of points about shirking out of tackles and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see the, the sort of team and how we set up over the coming weeks and um, who he maybe fancies and who he doesn't. 
I think he, I think Gerard just sent out a wee warning shot. It was like he fired a couple of blanks into the air and was just like, right, boys, that shoe's now up and running. It's time to go on with it. Thank you very much. And I think that's more what yeah. he meant. I don't I think it was just a wee right time to pull your socks up. It's now time to start scoring some goals. Um I I, I definitely think that anyway. Um as I say, there's not not a great deal of positives. As I say there was a chance where uh, the four Right and Roof should have all scored in the same passage of play and didn't. Uh, it was it was pretty poor, but I think in terms of getting uh, up to fitness, it's good as you say. But obviously, like the boys are getting pushed hard, and so they probably should be. But I, as you've said, good to get Kent back. Good to see Lundstrom getting forty-five minutes anyway. Uh, the negative, so we couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's going to have been plenty of shooting practice at uh, the training centre this uh, this week. I've got no real doubt in that at all. Uh, and that leads us nicely on to um, the, the Arsenal preview. So Rangers' 150th anniversary match will take place on Saturday against Arsenal at Ibrooks. So last night, Arsenal were beat 2-1 by Hibs at Easter Road. Read read into that, what you will. Um, but as we, we're looking at it, Ali, um, are you expecting a more... Well, even Gerard had mentioned that he's now picking teams for 60 minutes. So are you expecting probably quite a strong team to start on Saturday? Yeah, I think he'll start with a strong team. I, I, I don't know... If your your guys for the Euros, the Kamara, Hollanders, all them, whether they'll be back, I'd imagine they'll be back fairly soon because the thirty first of July isn't far away at the moment. It's mm-hmm. um, it's just around the corner, so I'd expect them to possibly be back. But yeah, I think you'll you'll field a strong side. Um, I mean, Hibs being Arsenal last night. I mean, if you look at the Arsenal team, it wasn't an Arsenal team that you all we all think of as an Arsenal team. I mean, the goalkeeper for Hibs, I, I sent the link into the. The group chat last night had an absolute howler for the Hibs. Was it the Arsenal goal. keeper? Was it yeah. Arsenal keeper? Wasn't it? Yeah, he, he went. Keeper. He went to kick yeah. a ball and completely missed it. So <laughs> it was a howler. It was I, an absolute howler. Yeah. So hopefully he's playing in Saturday and we can get a few goals. So <laughs> um, no, I mean again, it's 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 more minutes than the legs. Yes, it is Arsenal. It's a a glamour tie if you want to call it. But I would expect Gerard from now on, like you said. Like I first sixty minutes, he's going to start playing the team that's going to play against Livingston. So I think it'll be the big hitters that will start um, against Arsenal at the beginning, and then he might bring some lads on after that. But I'm looking forward to it. If I get a ticket for it, I'll I'll be delighted to sit in amongst the two thousand fans, which will be a bit surreal. But I doubt I doubt that. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it, and it's it's, it's watching Rangers. That that's all we want. So yeah, it should be a good game. You know as well, just as you've said that, see if 2000 do get into Ibrooks, oh, obviously they will, they're going to put them all in one stand, aren't they? They're going to put them all in the Govan or something like that. Everyone, yeah. Everybody in the Govan still. So only one stand's going to be open. And I see if you have to sit and accept this. It's just absolute madness, man, honestly. Anyway, sorry, I keep getting distracted and going back to that. Um, it'll Scott, be, sorry, I was going to say, so just, when you, just when you said that there, it'll be very similar to the game that me, you and Scotia went to the Challenge Cup against Wrexham and they put us all in the, mm-hmm. the Govan front, I think it was. Yeah, it'll be the same idea as that. So it'll be bizarre that they'll have three stands sitting empty where other people could go in, but... And that's because that's because COVID knows not to go into that stand, but it can sit in the other yeah. three stands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, makes hundreds of sense. Um, Scott, your thoughts on the, the Arsenal game coming up, mate? Yeah, before we got into the Arsenal game on that, the fan stuff, I think they probably will all stick us in the one place, but I've been, I was watching the Hearts Cove Rangers game last night. Um, and had the joy of seeing Michael Stewart and Chris Sutton. They're back on the TV. Um, but I noticed in, the, in that game, they were all Kenny. They were in all different stands there. But I assume Rangers will just do it from a Kenny logistics point of view in the one stand. Um, but for Arsenal, yeah, I expect more of the same that we've seen. Probably not a massive changes um, at half time. We'll maybe keep it going a bit longer, build up the Kenny amount of minutes um, players are getting. Maybe a wee bit too early for the three Euro players or four Euro players, Patterson as well. Um, but I expect them to have been back in light training maybe now or certainly at the start of next week. I did notice that Morelos is back in Glasgow now. But I think he'll probably be a wee bit further away than the Euro guys because obviously he was involved in the Copa America a bit longer. Not that he actually made the squad or anything, but he obviously 
obviously still out there. Um, and as I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm not sure if it's happening with Offaborough and Sakala. I don't know if they'll maybe get. I think Sakala had to self isolate when he came. Right. Okay. That's why. So that must be, if he's here, then that must be coming to an end fairly soon. So maybe the following week again. But yeah, looking forward to it. I think, as I've said previously, I'm just a bit gutted that it's not a full house. I did think this was going to be the big flagship one, but then the news broke of my dream tie with Real Madrid the, the following week. So hopefully that's got a bigger crowd. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, this double header against Brighton and Real Madrid, it's actually looking like quite a sensible move considering how many players we've not seen playing yet. Absolutely. And, and like we're saying, that the boys that have been involved in the Euro 2020 competition will, should be back by then. Um, we're looking for uh, them to come in and, and get games in their legs as well. So makes makes sense. We've obviously been in a position to have almost two separate teams um, play each half of the games we've had so far. So, um, yeah, probably has has worked out well. Um, again, be interesting to see if we can get into that as well. Yeah, what's your thoughts ahead of Arsenal? Are you expecting quite a strong team as well? I, th- I think we need to, yeah. Like like Ali says, we're, we're, we're two weeks, by that point, we're two weeks away from the, the, the league opener. So um, you'd like to think he's going to get a full strength team out there, first of all. Um, and really, you know, uh, really test them. Test them and see see how see how ready we are um, and what what needs worked on in the last last two weeks uh, coming up to Livingston. Yeah, as I say, I, I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, I'm looking to see what um, what he starts with, who he decides to decides to play, and I'm also I'm really looking forward to seeing the boys we've not seen yet. Um, Offer Boss Akala. I'm looking forward to actually seeing them get a bit of game time. Um, so yeah. As I say, if you're not lucky enough to one of the chosen 2,000 to get a ticket for it, then obviously it's on our TV um, so you can catch it there. So just before we finish up, lads, um, I was just going to I just touch on the the, Ranger, the Rangers that have decided to charge for media access. So um, Rangers have announced that they're charging up to £25,000 for media access to club press conferences, interviews and exclusives and etc, etc. And I'm delighted to say that um, Ali is decided to fund Club at 22's media pass and well, Ali's going to pay £25,000 so Ali thank you very much from everybody here at Club at 22 all the listeners as well they'll be delighted to know that we are getting access to Ibrox I thought well to be fair I, I thought Scotia was going to fund it since he paid 18 quid for that little wee ball sitting beside him for the Euros so <laughs> yeah. Scotia's obviously got a lot of money sitting about so he could pay for it I'll chip, I'll chip in a wee bit for it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Obviously, I absolutely wish we could uh, we could get something like that. Um, and a serious note, though, obviously, it's, that is absolutely miles out of our league. We can't even see it. It's that far away. And it's not even clear yet that if you're, you're kind of big hitter, podders, if you like, heart and hand, a follow follower, four lads, are they going to get access to it or not? Um, there's also a new Glasgow Times Ranger-specific website that's been launched. Um, mainstream media is obviously trying to improve the coverage and have brought a, a few familiar faces along for the ride. So just wanted to really get your your, your thoughts behind this, Ali. Is this a, is this a good thing for um, Rangers, the mainstream media, maybe trying to adapt and bring in fan media on board to try and change the narrative of the media, or do you think they should just leave us to go on with ourselves? I, I, I don't know. Do you think the BBC will pay it? <laughs> ah, no, <laughs> no, because <laughs> they get an interview with Gerald. Stand so. outside. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I don't know what to feel. I, I don't know what to feel about it. I, to them, if they're charging fan media like like Heart and Hand, for instance, that that were in there last year, representing fan media basically, along with Follow Follower, and there's Mark Dingwall was in there with Follow Follow. I, I don't agree in terms of charging fan media because they've only get they've got Rangers at heart. They are they're, they're putting Rangers out, out to the Rangers fans as we are. And um, if we could get a representative in Ibrooks we would. Um I don't agree. Well, I would of, I would definitely go. Usually you probably don't have a chance of that to be honest, but it would definitely be me. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we we couldn't we couldn't put Scotia there because he he'd got a couple he's got a couple of pubs before and, and miss a miss a kickoff. But um no I don't agree with that. 
it's it's a tough one to be honest. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. Like I say, I wouldn't charge fan media for it. I don't agree with that. In terms of charging the actual media, if you can get money out of them, fair enough. But yeah, I, I really don't know about it, to be honest. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a weird one. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if Celtic do that, whatever, but it's it's quite a weird one to, to charge money. And it's like it's like one of these, it's like pop stars when you go and see these pop stars that charge you. God knows how much money for a ticket you can get a photo afterwards. It's yeah. it's uh, I it's a bit slightly bizarre, but we'll just need to see what comes from it and who who takes it up basically. Yeah, I, it, it slightly confuses me um, if I'm being completely honest because, as I say, that they were quite um, quite happy to get fan media involved and bring fan media in and. Can I try and cut out the mainstream media? And now you're asking, um, look, and I'm not going to say we were ever going to get access to, to to Rangers or get access to the media or anything like that. We're a very small podcast and a and a, and a quite a big pond, uh, but I mean, it puts it completely out of our league. Even if we thought, oh, let's try and do that, let's try and contact that. I mean, how are we going to get twenty five grand to be able to pay to get in and do something? I mean, it's just impossible for us to do that. So we have to then rely on um, obviously other content. And then what if nobody decides to pay it? So what if everybody decides, well, I'm not paying that? Then nobody's going to cover any interviews, nothing. Or is it just all going to be through our TV? Um, which, again, kind of takes away the whole fan media thing about it. I, I'm the same, mate. I, I'm not really 100% sure on all of this. I'm not really sure of the, the Glasgow Times announcing the kind of dedicated Rangers website and Celtic website, as well as the, the £25,000 charge for kind of full access to Rangers. It's all a bit, it's all a bit confusing. Uh, Jamie, what's your, your thoughts behind us? It's still, it's obviously still very raw. It's only just come out, so as we're saying, it's it'll be interesting to see who's who's for it, who's against it. I think um, it, it's been good. It's been good the, the, the sort of coverage you mentioned there, heart in hand, and, and follow follow getting into um, the stadium and, and interviewing Gerard. And I think as long as as long as those um, the questions and, and the club are. Are still, you know, if, if if things are going well or things are going not well, as long as they're um, covered and they're held to to account and um, the questions remain um, open and not, you know, as long as long as it's it's um, covered in the right fashion, then fair enough. But it'll be interesting to see who who stumps up and, and who doesn't. Yeah, I don't think the BBC will though. I definitely don't. Scott, your your thoughts on this, mate? In terms of the money to pay to get media access, it sits pretty uncomfortably with me, to be honest. I'm not really for it. I don't think it's right. I think it's a bit of like almost censoring the press, almost, or forcing them to censor. I know that the mainstream media write an awful lot of crap about Rangers at times, and in the amount of times you see an article pop up on one of the, the kind of tabloid websites, and within about four or five hours, it's changed because Rangers have obviously been in touch with them to tell them you can't print stuff like that you know stuff like that's absolutely garbage but there's there's better higher quality media that you know the, the athletic had done some really good articles and rangers and stuff and obviously all the fan media so for any media really to pay for it that much i mean i don't know if, if that's the norm throughout football if it's a common thing in football but to me it just i feel a bit uncomfortable with it and don't really agree with it i think it should be more unless you were get, you know there should be a basic package of press conferences and things i think that should be given regardless and then maybe if you're paying for extra things I know I think there's kind of levels that you, you pay X amount you maybe get like 10 exclusive sit down interviews with Gerard over the course of the season and if you pay a wee bit less it's slightly slightly fewer than that so I'm, I, in that respect I'm not I'm not hugely infused about it in terms of the, the evening times thing I think we'll just need to wait and see how it goes a lot, a lot of these kind of dedicated about Rangers football, football and wise articles in the Evening Times are actually okay. Some that, I, that I've read, and it's the, the, the Evening Times is probably the site I'll go to the most. I'll not touch the record of the Sun, um, but I'll go on to the, the, the Evening Times website a couple of times throughout the day because they're very good at updating things fairly quickly. And when it's specifically about the football inside of Rangers, it's I found it to be okay. Um, so we'll need to wait and see how it actually develops. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I say I'm not. I'm not kind of sitting saying that the whole mainstream media is all bollocks, but there's a lot of it that is. There's a lot of it that's just absolute nonsense. Um, we all know 
exactly who, who who I mean by that. And I just think that the pricing of it's just it's confusing um, more than anything else. I mean, they they want to act like they're encouraging kind of fan media and. Um, as far as I'm aware, I'm not sure about any other kind of major Rangers podcasts, and I don't even know if this is in within the realms of hand hand. I know they've obviously got a subscription service. I don't know if he's like if David Edgar's got the decision to make twenty five grand. Twenty five grand's a commitment, and that's for a year. I mean, that's a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? It is a lot of money. I just, I don't know if this is the way it works in the Premiership. If it is the way it works in the Premiership, then there's a lot more money down there than there is up here. So I mean, asking, yeah, asking, asking. Fan media, especially, I just think it's a bit, a bit much, man. I think it's a wee bit. Uh, I say, it makes me a wee bit uneasy. And I say, same, I'm the same as you, mate, with the the whole Glasgow Times or Evening Times, whatever it is. I, I'll just wait and see with it. I know Chris Jacks went. I know there's a few other faces that are going, and uh, we'll just need to wait and see uh, regarding that. But I think they're obviously they're looking at a subscription service as well. And yeah, as I say, it's all looking. Um, I don't want to sound like a, a, a kind of a tin pot podcast, but we're a very, very small podcast, do you know what I mean? So it's it'd be hard for us to compete. We don't ask for money. We wouldn't expect anybody to pay for, pay us. We do this because we love to do it, genuinely. Um, so I think really, as well, I just everybody just stick around with us if, if we really do appreciate your support. So obviously, it's, uh, we, we don't have you. If you don't have you listening or watching us, then there's no point in us doing it, really. We might as well just meet in a room and talk amongst ourselves. So we do it for ourselves, we do it for you, we do it for Rangers fans, uh, wherever, wherever we can listen to it. But um, yeah, we're going to need, we're going to just need to wait and see, I think. Um, but aye, it's, it's, we're all a wee bit, <laughs> unsure about how it's going to go. So I'll finish up with a bit of a pos- positive, gentlemen. You remember the story I told you last week with the boys going to the stag do, yes? Yeah. Yeah. They got they got in and they had a very successful day. <laughs> so <laughs> apart from obviously the result, um, but they, they got in, uh, no problems at all. I was getting sent pictures um, of the person that knew the stag party. I was getting sent pictures of them uh, in the... Uh, and they'll and they'll be sweet themselves. So congratulations to them. I hope they had an absolute belter. But I mean, it's what a story that is. That's a style that you'll never forget. That, that really is absolute quality. Uh, but gentlemen, that will do us. Um, so as always, Ali, thank you very much for your time. No problem. I'll speak to you later on. Cheers, Jamie. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you. Speak to you later, boys. And Scotia, cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers, everyone. So, shameless plug from me, uh, but please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like the videos, give us a wee five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, follow our socials as it really does support us, really helps, makes a huge difference. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back, or I will at least be back on Saturday uh, with a club reaction pod to the Arsenal game. So, until then, uh, we are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast, and we'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. <laughs>